Now, generally speaking, there are three distinct legal phases in life. We're going to talk about those as well as methods of property transfer at death. And then we're going to talk a little bit about estate planning documents and how to handle them, generally speaking, in terms of, well, their physical structure and nature. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to episode 101 of Connecting Dots. And make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. Now, generally speaking, most people are overwhelmed with the estate planning process. I get it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It can be really complex and, well, discombobulating, right? I mean, you're like, what do I do? I get that. So here's what I want you to understand. There are three distinct legal phases in life. One, you're competent. Number two, you are incompetent. And number three, you're deceased. Now, generally speaking, on the average, on the whole, for the most part, you know when you're competent and you know when somebody's deceased. But we're going to talk about that deceased thing later on. And we'll talk about Terry Chavo. We'll talk about Jeb Bush. We'll talk about a whole bunch of different issues like Karen Ann Quinlan and how it's not necessarily the easiest thing to decide when somebody is deceased. But with that being said, the big one is the gray zone, and that's when you are incompetent. Now, incompetency can involve physical, emotional, and intellectual challenges. It also involves relationships because you're going to have people in your life that you're going to depend upon to help make those decisions for you when you are unable to make decisions for yourself. But unfortunately, there's oftentimes a conflict of interest between those you've named to handle things and the inheritance component of life. In other words, you want your son or daughter to make those medical care decisions for you, but your treatment is real expensive. And as a result, if they continue treatment, they're going to get a whole lot less for an inheritance. That's something many people fail to consider. Now, when you pass away, there are basically three methods by which property is transferred. The first one is through the court system. That's known as judicial. It's here you, here you, here you, circuit court is now in session, and an attorney is representing the estate of the deceased, which is required in probate administration. Not going to get into the details. Remember, this is for educational purposes only. And as a result, a judge actually is the person who will decide where your property goes. Now, always remember, never forget a will. A will is nothing more than an expression of where you want your money to go. It doesn't guarantee that your wishes will be honored. Again, a judge sits in final decision as to where your money is going to go. And to be really blunt with you, and we're going to talk more about this a little bit later on, a will is the easiest thing in the world to contest. It's not like a trust, which is a contract. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Now, the second method by which property is transferred is by way of a contract. You might know, for example, that life insurance when you die is paid to the benefit fishery. Why? Most people don't know the why. It's because contractual law supersedes probate law. And so you have a life insurance policy, bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. It's going to go to whoever you've named. Now there's a good article in the Wall Street Journal recently about a lot of men who were killed in war. Vietnam, Korea, World War II, in the various sand land wars in Iraq and all over the place. And they forget to change their beneficiary designation. And so you have a guy who gets married and he has a child and off he goes goes to war and he's killed. And so his servicemen's group life insurance policy, 
several hundred thousand dollars is paid to mom or dad who never really liked the spouse and the spouse is left holding an empty bag. So checking those beneficiary designations is real important because that money bypasses probate. Same thing if you have an annuity, well, you have a beneficiary designation, an IRA, a beneficiary designation, but also a trust. A revocable living trust is nothing more than a contract between you and yourself. And because it's a contract, it's going to avoid probate. So that's one of those things that you want to always remember and never forget. And the third item is legislative. You have transfer on death, for example, which is very commonly used by advisors, agents, bankers, brokers, dealers, and financial planners who do not have a relationship with an attorney or they're afraid to have other professionals step in who might step on their toes. Because remember, these people are conflicted and make assets under management. Last thing they want to do is have somebody come in and say, hey, Bob, you can do a lot better with fixed cost investing, fixed cost financial. They've got a great deal. They don't want that kind of thing. They want to make as much money as they can on you. So you have transfer on death, paid on death, and things like joint owners with rights of survivorship. You have joint tenants in the entirety. Not going to get into those too much, but just basically remember that's a legislative procedure. So what do we just say? Methods of transfer of property is by way of judicial, contract, and legislative. Now let's talk a little bit about state planning documents, generally speaking, and you want to keep them so that they're safe and secure, but you need to get to things readily. And one of the things we're big into is having a three ring binder because you can put documents in, take documents out. And you say, well, why would I be doing that? Well, let me tell you, here's the way it works. You get yourself set up with your documents and you may want to make some changes. Your son becomes a ding dong and off he goes doing something really stupid. So you want to remove him from your documents and put your daughter on. Your daughter now meets a guy and jumps on the back of a Harley off in the sunset. You never see him again. So now your third son, you want to put him or, or your daughter or somebody on for documents. Listen, things change. Somebody hits a lottery. Somebody becomes a minister. Somebody's got a divorce. Somebody's got a bankruptcy. There's all sorts of things that are going to go on, not just in your life, but in the lives of those that you're going to be providing inheritance to that you might want to make some changes either temporarily or permanently. So one of the other items is really important to have with your estate planning documents. Every attorney that does estate planning should have attorney-created administrative notes, how you deal with the various documents you have so they don't have to nickel and dime you for everything. But also on top of that, you need to have something called letters of instruction, which we're going to talk about in great detail a little bit later on in this series. And then finally, you need to have your documents safe and secure. If you live in a community that's not all that safe, you might want to use a safety deposit box. But on, gee, on the average and home, for the most part, a good fire safe is a good worthwhile place to have your documents. But also making a scan and having your documents online in a safe, secure location is really important. So there are three distinct legal phases in life. There's the competent, incompetent, and you're deceased. You got that. You can transfer property by way of the court system. That's judicial, by contract, or legislative. Okay. And you have your three-ring binder, you have administrative notes, and you want to make sure your documents are safe and secure. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truesdale with Fixed Cost Financial. If you have a comment, idea, tip, trick, or just want to opine, give me a call at 888-629-7864. I love saying that, 888-629-7864. You can follow us on Twitter at Fixed Cost Invest or on Facebook at Fixed Cost Investing. Our website always has additional features and can be found at FixedCostInvesting.com or simply go to Dots.fm. That's Dots.fm. And listen, please do me a favor. Subscribe to Connecting Dots 
podcast wherever you listen to your audio and tell family, friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers to join us on Connecting Dots. And I'll be back tomorrow with another episode, episode 102 of Connecting Dots. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization. Ah.